miss you. I know. I know. It's <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. I made, I made them all be you for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Our schedule has been crazy. All right. Welcome to Shh, We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Kalina. And this is Saylat. We have a special treat this episode. We are joined by AD Award. And we're going to talk about her first book in the Black Dragon Brotherhood called Tamed. So, hi, Aidy. Hi! I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, thanks for joining us. We've been excited to have interviews back to back. And actually, we just had Nicole on the show last week. Ah. We're, ta- we're tapping into that Colorado Romance Writers Group. I got it. You did. I got it. I didn't fuck it up this time. I usually <laughs> fuck that up. You try to you try to make it into like an association or, or like a guild or something. I just I make it. Yeah, I don't want to be in a guild. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm totally. For that it. would be good. <laughs> romance Writers Guild, Colorado Romance Guild. I'm down. I'm yeah. so I would join that in a heartbeat. Swords or something though. I'm yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, there's the magical elements, swords, weapons, powers. <laughs> um, right. um, so let's get started with our quickie. So a quickie is one of uh, one of the first things that we do to open our episode, and it's just us asking each other a quick question with a quick answer that we try to tie into the book. So the quickie for this episode is going to be: What animal would you choose as your familiar, and why? So I want to be really cool always when I get this question and say, like, my familiar is something awesome like a dragon or a a porcupine or, you know, something awesome. A hundred percent my familiar would just be a cat. Oh, hi, baby. One of my familiars. This is Hades, the terrible snuggler. (laughs) That was awesome. Guest appearances on all of my live videos. Oh, wonderful. Nice. I wouldn't be cool. It would be a cat. That's I no. Mean, that's cat, cool. So. <laughs> cats are cool. I'm with. I'm down with the cats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think mine would be probably some sort of bird. I have a lot of. I have a collection of penguins. I I don't think it should be a penguin because they wouldn't be a very useful familiar. <laughs> but it would fit me to have a penguin <laughs> familiar. Cute, like flopping, flopping around. <laughs> absolutely, and you know, fit right in with my whole collection of them. But I think some kind of bird would be a really would be my familiar because those have always been creatures I have been attached to. I like them. Yeah, and you're right though because if there were any type of danger, you needed them to like go send a message real quick. They could fly away. They fly can, off. you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just waddles off slowly. Waddles off. I don't. I feel like that's not speed. <laughs> no. He'd get distracted by something on the road, something shiny. What was I supposed to do? Uh, Yeah, that could be. I could see that. I like the idea of the distracted penguin. (laughs) There you go. You can have it. Um, Mine is also a cat, actually. Yeah, I um, I had a cat who. I, he was my soulmate before he passed, but I had him for almost 20 years. His name was Dookie, and he was the best fucking cat in the world. And I love, I have a cat now named Isosceles, and he is quite useless, but he's still sweet, and I still attack him with snuggles. Hi, pretties. Hades. Hades, the terrible snuggler. He's the one, <laughs> he's the one who's come made the guest appearance because it's normally Uno. Uno is the my soulmate cat. Mm. I love it, and he loves me, and. Hades lives at my house because he's friends with Uno. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Got it. He's like, I'll put up with this. Okay. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's good. Yeah. So oh, we cool. have two cats and a penguin. <laughs> two cats two and cats a penguin. <laughs> like, 
Wonder Twins Unite over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's like the international version of like, what is that, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's international because there's people. <laughs> it doesn't have to be international. <laughs> there. So yeah, just shooting off ideas. There You're welcome to take them. Plot no. bunnies, here they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> so for this episode, we're going to discuss Tamed, the Black Dragon Brotherhood book. Bur- <laughs> Black Dragon Brotherhood book one. I can do it. <laughs> Which just came out last month and we just we just read and it was very good we're very excited to talk about this book it was so funny it was so i really appreciate your humorous writing it's one of my favorites i know i love all romance but sometimes it can be a little serious and i'm like you know guys this is these yeah. books, especially the paranormal ones. I'm like, are we really taking this stuff that seriously? <laughs> <laughs> or are we like, you know, tug in cheek with some of it? Because it's really. I take very little very seriously. So <laughs> that comes out my books. I think there's too much darkness in our world anyway. And so exactly. if I can provide some escapism, that is what I am down for all day, every day, twice on Sundays. Nice. Absolutely. that is, And that's what we do this for. That exact yeah. thing. We need that escapism. Escapism. We will. We do know how to talk. I promise. Just right now, we don't. So yeah, and and that actually shown from the first review that we did of your other book. Can you remember it? Because of course I can't chase me. (laughs) I mean, I was gonna flip (laughs) it. I don't remember anything. Trust me. This is an ongoing thing <laughs> in every episode. Yeah, and that it was very apparent. And that one was so much fun. And we had a lot of fun reviewing that one. We laughed way too much. I had to cut out a ton <laughs> of bantering. I said, we have a time limit. And that just went on way too long. So um, so thank you for that. It was a lot of fun. I would, I would definitely like to hear the outtake. <laughs> Just our cackles. It's just us. like, what? <laughs> so yeah, so in this book, we get the story of Katie and Neo. Yes. And Neo is a black dragon warrior. Okay, We've got a windstorm Whoa. happening at our house. That was intense. <laughs> I made a windstorm at my house too right now. It blew my umbrella off my deck. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That's intense. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Neo is the leader of the Black Dragon Brotherhood, and they have just been defeated in some in battle with the Shadow Warriors. And he ends up, he's trying to get home with his brothers, and he crashes in Katie's backyard, which is also one of the best places. Like, your description, being from Colorado, we were all like, oh, yeah, I know that. Yes, <laughs> we know where that's at. We know where it is. We can visualize it so well. The, the tiny house with the bathhouse, everything about that place. I was like, I love it. I love it so much. And now I want to move there. Yes. So where does that exist? Super <laughs> my fantasy because I'm obsessed with tiny houses. I would totally love to have a tiny house. And where else would I put a tiny house but up in Estes Park? Exactly. Would, right? Yes. yes. But my only problem with tiny houses and thus Katie's problem with tiny houses is there's no place for a bathtub. Right. 
Well, she has her extra bathhouse with a hot tub and a bathtub and a yep. clean room. I love it. It's so perfect. So much. It's like idyllic. Yeah, the description of the bathhouse. Yeah, I would have to have that extra hat, like step a whole separate building, probably bigger than the tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> Just the bath. Just for the hot tub and the steam room and the, all the fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'd never, I had never considered that before, but reading it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the way to do a tiny house. Totally. <laughs> Because I've always like seen the shows with the build the tiny houses or whatever. And you're like, it's cute. I like the small part of it. But I do. I'm like, you know, the bathroom's got to be weird, right? (laughs) Right. They're like camper bathrooms, which I've seen a couple of episodes of tiny house shows where they've found a way to do a bathtub. But like one was outside. One was like underneath their bed. Oh, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, no, no. I need a real bathtub, so we're building a whole separate house for it. <laughs> That's so funny. I was going to say, in, in our camper, we have a bathtub, but I think it could fit my twin boys, and I can sit in there. There's no way in hell my husband can fit in there. And he's not a huge dude. Mm-hmm. He's only like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, but he'd have to crunch his <laughs> legs together, <laughs> kiss his knees, and like he could barely stand in it. It's perfect mm-hmm. for me. Like I'm not even five feet tall, so like it works for me, but... There's just no way. So let's let's do the bath. Let's let's make this happen. Sure, I'm on board. Yeah, and Estes, I'm all for it. <laughs> Fucking love Estes. And I'm glad that it survived his crash, so that we got to experience it. And we <laughs> we do have a question though, and you don't have to tell us because it's probably in the yeah, other books. I, but uh, I have secret sneaky things. <laughs> <laughs> well, do they go back to the? Oh, do they ever go back to Estes Park? I don't know actually. <laughs> They haven't yet. How about that? Okay, because okay. I, I mean, I'll buy it from her if she doesn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though her tiny house is not there anymore, the bathhouse is still there. So right, I'm gonna have to like maybe write like a side short story where they go back to the Christmas. Bathhouse. Oh yeah. yes, Christmas mountains, right? Right. Yes. yes. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yes. Coming, yes. Coming yeah. <laughs> like maybe Christmas elves are like showing up. Oh my god! I think I just got super excited. Oh, talk so we can hear oh, you. <laughs> cover your mouth, and then they're yeah. not going to hear yeah. you talk. Okay, I won't cover my mouth anymore. I was excited. Sorry. I got excited. I know. I did too. Because <laughs> now I want to read that. <laughs> Great. Thanks for writing that for us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll look forward in a few months. No problem. Right? No big deal. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> awesome. Well, this book was action-packed from the very beginning to the very end. It didn't let up, which is fine. Like, it was it was great. I love the action scenes, and I love... I fucking love Katie. Well, yeah. I love Katie's the best. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> I love that she was secretly doing magic without ever realizing mm-hmm. it. And, like, asking the universe for things and to watch for things. And, and having that kind of just ingrained respect for the broader uh, world and the universe. And at one point, she's talking about karma and her karma points, even though she doesn't feel she's lived a bit, like, she's received the good karma that she should have considering what she's done in this world. But now it's kind of coming forward for her. Because she's like, well, you had to wait a while, Katie, but now look at all this stuff that's coming. (laughs) When I first decided I wanted to do something with magic in it, almost all magical systems that you see in movies or TV shows or read in books have some sort of balance 
that there has to be like it takes away energy or you have to use something to make the magic work or something like that so it felt right for something like this where katie didn't know about her magic for so long and so now it's just going to come in with a big force like boom yeah magic oof yeah. And I also liked that she could pull on her, like, she was a natural witch. Mm-hmm. Even without knowing it, she could just pull in her powers or use her magic and ask to use her magic with just, like, simple stuff instead of abracadabra and learning different type of, quote-unquote, spells and yeah, and yeah. things like that. So I really, because at first when she, the first time she'd asked the universe for stuff, I'm like, is that how, is that what she has to do? She just has to ask the universe? Because that's fucking awesome. She doesn't have to have, like, a big old, like, black book with two eyeballs on it and, like, you know, flipping through. <laughs> like, Ebra, Kamibra, because, you know, stuff like that. It's just so natural coming out of her. And as a person who has self-doubt and stuff like that, having that power, which is, like, the power to have, was so incredible to read. It was very empowering as the reader. I'm a big fan of the power within idea for all of my heroines because it's a big part of a lot of my stories that my heroines don't know their worth at the beginning of the book. And then somehow through probably the power of love, they find the power within themselves. Um, and so it's it was always important to me to do that in all of my books. And it works really well naturally with magic. But I'll tell you, I got the idea of that she didn't need a whole bunch of spells and things from Practical Magic. (gasps) So you remember at the very beginning of Practical Magic and Sandra Bullock is just like hanging out in her little store of lotions and creams or whatever she sells. Mm -hmm. And stirring her cup of tea with a spoon, just like looking at it, telling it to stir. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a spell for that. It just did it. And so that was where... I like that idea of you don't need a bunch of magic spells. It's just inherent in you because it's the power within you. Nice. That's that's awesome. We love that. We watch that movie once a year. We have a tradition. I love that. Movie. It's <laughs> our favorite. It's our favorite. That's when we so just good. watched it like two weeks ago, <laughs> we did our tradition. Yes. And it was amazing. That's a really good idea. That's just the Please ice maker. Oh. I know. <laughs> It's like gonna cave down. I'm scared. That was that was actually the refrigerator. Oh. <laughs> There's gotta be something. Some some appliance in my kitchen has to disrupt our <laughs> recording. <laughs> well, yeah, that I think that's very empowering. And considering most or a lot of the readers are women, and I think a lot of women relate to that story of self-doubt and at some point being told you're not enough or that you have some flaws or something is something and like having that story of finding the strength within yourself is so important and yes it's lovely when it it comes with this handsome dragon man (laughs) (laughs) who's also going to love you and be your fated mate But at one point, Katie has to do it without Neo. Mm-hmm. She has to do it even when he's away. When well, when his soul's gone, <laughs> and so that's important that she's like, okay, you can stand on your own feet, not just when you have support, but also when you don't. You have to. My favorite part of stories in general when they get to that. So there's this like dark night of the soul, and you're sure that the world is going to end or whatever is the bad thing is that's happening. The bad guy's going to get them, and everybody's sad, and you're going to cry. And then there's always this moment afterwards where they find that power within themselves 
to overcome whatever it is. It's one of my favorite parts of all stories. Like when you're in the movie theater and you're watching it, like that's the part of the movie where I get the chills and I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. When they found that actual moment that they're like, okay, this is what I can do. Yeah. 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 And it was cute when I think it was Jerkwad <laughs> who, <laughs> who came back and was like, <laughs> I think pushing her buttons and like, you're not really his mate. You don't have his shard. You don't have his mark. So none of this is real. We don't have to listen to you. And that just like pushed her over into action because then she actually reacted with her magic in a way she thought she couldn't mm-hmm. I love yeah. like that was a super good scene and it was just fun because at first he comes off as an asshole but then you see that he really was doing it because he knew if he could push her she'd go just to prompt her yeah. to do it <laughs> I didn't like him yeah. at first either but then I liked him <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yes I mean, maybe that's a little bit of a purpose mm-hmm. uh-huh. well we know why later because oh. we find out who he is but Am I missing something? No, he's the he he's the big dragon. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the dragon. No, I know, but he is the dragon. He's the first dragon. No, 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 not 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 Kurt, not the gnome guy. A dragon, Jerkwad. Kurt Jerkwad. Is he Are they the same person? Am I confused? Gnome and Kurt Jerkwad are not the same person. Oh. So- I am confused. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't finished the Dragon's Love Curve series. So okay. If you haven't read them, plug your ears. Everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we haven't finished them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> but I want to know. Super spoiler alert. So, uh, Kajurkwad is Kajara from the Dragon's Love Curve series. He is the bad guy for the entire Dragon's Love Curve series. He's <gasps> the black dragon. Oh. In- Here comes the spoiler alert, alert part of it. At the very end of the series, Someone else in the Black Dragon Brotherhood says, you can't kill him. There's still good in him. I want to help him redeem him, his soul. And they form the Black Dragon Brotherhood to help Kerjara redeem his soul. But Jara means demon, and he's not a demon anymore. So now he doesn't have a name. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So he's the black okay. entire last series. Like yeah. every book, the black dragon, the super big bad guy, oh. is now in this series to redeem his own soul. I so. see. Okay, the, I was confused about that. Yeah. Super confused. The gnome is a different yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. The gnome is the first dragon. Yes. That. Yeah. yeah. But I thought he was also that dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I'm yeah. straight now. See, this is why I do this, so that Kalina could tell me what's happening. <laughs> Good. That's all coming out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, you can't cut that out. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's uh, let's talk about the, uh, the sexy times and the, yeah. the fun, good uh, sexy times. So... First, we've never come across our supernatural big strong dude coming in as a virgin. So that was super new and interesting to us. And it's actually yeah. something that we've actually, or I don't know about you, I've begged for it. I've wanted it. I said, I need a virgin who is poor that doesn't <laughs> you just have. You want the poor I just vampire. Want, I you want, want a hobo vampire. I want a hobo vampire. Hobo vampire. Yes. Or, like, or, or somebody that is inexperienced because he's totally getting all of his knowledge and using all of his moves and everything from the romance books that he reads, which, by the way, is so fucking amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just love that so much. It's so good. So I don't know. I don't really know how to to get into. We have a lot of stuff. There's a lot of him. Uh, it's interesting, just because so many times the women are virgins in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see that flipped too often. Yeah, and it's always such a big deal because society still makes a big issue about women's and virginity. Yeah. But it wasn't a big deal in this one. It just was a passing note. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, he's like, oh no, this is my first time. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at him like. <laughs> First, she takes this whole thing very, very well. I mean, she's <laughs> she nerds it out in the very beginning, like throughout the whole thing, which I love and I appreciate. But she's just like <laughs> she calls him an alien for the first half of the book, and he's like, "I have no, I don't know what no that idea is. what you're talking about." <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, and so she's like putting in all of these different references and stuff, and he just kind of like skims over it, just like the whole virginity thing. It's not a big deal, and she doesn't think it's too much of a big deal but she does think back into some of her monologues where she's like i can't believe that he's a virgin and especially because of all of these different ways that he has pleasured her (laughs) he knows a lot he knows a ton so i uh, what books is he reading these books (laughs) 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 all those books part of the book um, because um, I've got another series called uh, Alpha Wolves Want Curves. Uh, The first book in the series is Dirty Wolf. And my heroine in that one, uh, her name is Galena and she is a librarian. And so I think there's maybe one sentence somewhere in Tamed where it says Mm -hmm. something Galena, he needed to read romance novels so he was ready for his mate. So my (laughs) favorite librarian is the one who's sent him to the romance section (laughs) that's awesome that's amazing (laughs) i did catch on to well not that tie but i was like hey that name sounds like kalina (laughs) (laughs) i do i pick it out anything that's similar to my name i'm like oh look (laughs) yeah that's good that's a cool tie i love that you're like mixing your universes I love that when authors, other authors that I read do that. Like, one of my all-time favorite uh, paranormal authors is Katie McAllister. And she's got this whole world. And all of her paranormal books are somewhere, somehow, all tied together in the other world. So I knew when I was writing my books, I was like, they're all, everything is all together all of the time. I love doing the ties together of everything. So, like, you get little peaks of characters that you read in other books and that you love. And you're like, oh, I know who that is. I love that. That's one. awesome. I love that. I love that tie into that. We read a Katie McAllister <laughs> and we loved it. It yes. was real funny. I mean, yeah. She's laugh out loud hilarious. Yes. I'm very good. She has one of my favorite sex scenes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, no, those are good. So uh, another thing that we liked about the sex scenes was the sparkly magic yeah. <laughs> that explodes out of her. And that kind of ties into her magic and her discovering it because she's a soul magic user, right? That's her yeah. element. So as she gets revved up with uh, Neo, their souls <laughs> tingle and mix together and sparks fly everywhere. And I want to have sparkly sex. <laughs> yeah. Where do we buy that kit? Is that is that in your store? <laughs> you can definitely buy that at Poof the Magic Store. That's a hard for sure. The, spa- the sparkly uh, sex kit. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just put, like, the lead next to your body, and it can sense when you're about to explode, and then, like, the line down to the middle. Fire <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And just glitter everywhere. <laughs> and then you'll be pissed. <laughs> 
Yeah, but we'd have to clean it all up. Well, but they'll be pissed. I mean, a lot of that idea came from in the first place. That, I mean, I've read probably a half a dozen romance novels this year where somebody says she explodes oh. or, or fireworks or yeah. something like that. So I've read it so many times that I'm like, what if she literally <laughs> had fireworks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That does need to happen, and it happened. (laughs) That's so funny. I love that. Well, and how humorous it was the next day when the gnomes are like, your fireworks kept us up all night. Yeah, quite quite a show. (laughs) There's all this little Mm -hmm. subtle, like, voyeurism happening, because every time they get down... (laughs) With the gnomes. The gnomes are around, and shit's going off. Yep. Voyeuristic gnome. Yeah, we well we we kind of channel that, so it's okay. We do. I think we like voyeurism. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good. Well, legal, and they legal are voyeurism. Yeah, that's true. Nothing creepy. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> we don't need a rap sheet or anything. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with Neo, yeah. he's very obsessed with having a certain number of orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. What is up? Okay, what is up with that? What is up with men and giving women like simultaneous, multiple, just over and over orgasms? You can't fucking do it. Why do I have to do it? So it's like, and I'm I'm with you on that, or with her on that line where she was just like, that's impossible. I will die if I do that. I will die if I do that. It's fun to read that kind of stuff because we love to talk about it. We're like, no, it is impossible. (laughs) Two or three, we're good. Why 17 to... 28. <laughs> well, because remember where Neo found out about how you pleasure a woman. Mm-hmm. Romance novels. <laughs> and romance novels like, I'm going to give you 27 orgasms. <laughs> that's true. So, of course, he thinks that's how you're supposed to do it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's true. Well, that, that excuses him. But what that's about those funny. guys? Yeah. I want to answer for those guys. <laughs> It's fun. I love talking about that because it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm g- I'm g- slow down. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And he also had this thing about like, he's like, no, you don't get to touch me because I want to pleasure you. And so he's holding her arms and she's like, but wait, I, wait, I, I want to touch too. And it, that's probably something that he also read in those romance books. But it's like, but me touching you gives me pleasure. Yep. So I want to experience that too. Let me touch it. Let me touch it. Let me touch it. <laughs> I just want to touch it. Because they're fun to touch. <laughs> they do fun things when you touch them. Yes. They're not. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you have a favorite romance scene? Uh, my favorite sex scene is their first sex scene. The whole thing. But I really liked the writing at the end afterwards where they've completed and Neil goes to pull away and Katie's like, no, wait, just a little longer. And kind of tries to hold him there for a while and eventually he does kind of pull over and like roll them sideways. Because I feel that's so realistic. Because mm-hmm. I've had that moment where you just afterwards, you just want to stay locked like that connected right connected there. right there keep it there together and you don't want to let go of that and it mm-hmm. is hard to yeah because the moment's not over yet right yeah yeah so that felt so like where some of the things are silly like, kind of silly with like the 27 orgasms but then there's <laughs> things that are so realistic and so like that's a moment i think a lot of women can relate to oh, yeah. they're like yeah i want to stay in that for as long as i can because it's yeah that disappointment is like second to car crashes it's just like <laughs> (laughs) You just want 
that to stay there. And I know, I know I do. I've held Dan there before. I'm like, you can't move. <laughs> also, if I'm on top, you definitely can't move. What are you going to do now? <laughs> now I'm here, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, you're just hanging out. You want to play Monopoly? No? <laughs> We're gonna just like this. Big back toe on his chest. Exactly. Hangman. <laughs> New experiment, honey. What are all these board games doing in the room? I got a plan. Well, since you've asked, so on the podcast we had a discussion. <laughs> Thanks. Throw throw me under the bus. I would totally use it. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Dan, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. I've, I've got the porn and I've got Monopoly. We're good. We're set. We're good. We're set for at least 35 minutes. We're good. <laughs> Monopoly. At least a four hour That's game. That's true. <laughs> you might want to pick a shorter game. <laughs> Shoots a ladder. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh. oh, that's too that's good. So good. <laughs> too good. <laughs> All right, got a little worked up there. That section's our fun section. <laughs> We're talking about all the sexy times. So, will you give us some insight about the Men in Black, the Owl People? The you know, like what? What's their why? Why? What's their why? So there's a couple of whys going on there. Part of it, so this is something fun that I did that some of my readers are really excited about. Some of them are like, eh, but a lot of readers are really excited about. Essentially, um, the Black Dragon Brotherhood and another series I have called Faded for Curves are alternate universes of each other. Nice. So the Faded for Curve series is all but one book done, but I've taken them all down and I'm rewriting them so that the heroes are dragons. Oh. Like what they originally were. So those old ones are sci-fi, so there's like outer space stuff, and these ones are all on Earth. Um, and so the original idea for the bad guys in this hundred percent got from a Netflix movie called Spectral. Oh. Where there are these like it's a it's it's totally sci-fi. They missed opportunity with putting a romance in there because the scientist and the CIA girl were totally hot for each other. And I I took the idea of the bad guys that they had in that movie that are they're called spectrals and they're these like ghosty type people. And I'll spoil that movie for you too, so plug yours. <laughs> They, they were created from, the spectrals are created from people. And they're basically their souls. But they're angry because they've been ripped out of their bodies. Ooh, right. Okay. So I kind of thought the same idea. Like, they don't say they're their souls in spectral, but they cl- very clearly are. So I was like, all right. So for my books, what's what's the whole soul thing? It's got to have something to do with the underworld, um, because that's where souls go. Um, if you believe have like a heaven and a hell and stuff like that, and I already have all that set up in the Dragons Love Curves series. And in Dragons Love Curves, our big bad guy is Kerjara, but he is very much controlled by basically the queen of the underworld, whose name is Erish Kegel. Um, oh. And Erish Kegel has a whole big long backstory. And part of that is that she was married to a bad, bad guy named Nurgle. Mm-hmm. And Erish Kegel has been, spoiler alert again, end of the Black Dragon Brotherhood. Erish Kegel is thrown back down to hell. So she can't be the bad guy in this one. So okay. somebody else has to be. Uh, okay. 
beings from the underworld who can control souls. Okay. Okay. And they're behind the owl cult people who they're, were very men in black. They're behind the owl people. Owls are a symbol of the underworld. Um, and so my owl people, they reveal themselves way at the end that they are the cult of the dead. Mm. Okay. So basically they worship this Nurgle guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's maybe our big bad guy. Yeah. Well, there was that warning at the end where they were like, we've defeated, I can't see the name. (laughs) Urshkagal. But you have to worry about Nurgle. That's the one you have to worry about. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because, I mean, if you're you're coming straight into Tamed off of the Dragon's Love Curve series, which I think other people probably will be Mm -hmm. because they lead into each other. Although, you don't have to have read that. But if you have, you knew who Erish Kegel was, so you would probably have an idea that she might be the bad guy in this, because she did, she does the underworld. Um, and so I wanted to give a clue that she's not the bad guy this time. Mm-hmm. So I'll Okay. Oh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it when they when they intermix like that i mean it confuses the hell out of me because i have a hard time keeping stuff straight um you know <laughs> even cur and jerkwad yeah even in one book it's hard <laughs> but that's why we have kalina and do interviews so you guys can- okay that's good i liked that there was an element that at least was coming off sci-fi added on and like especially for Katie because that was like her element and so she's seeing this from her perspective of like well obviously those are the men in black guys and then you know at the end it comes out there may be more cult like worshippers of of the underworld or the dead but it's interesting to kind of mix those because there's so much overlap and tie in between fandoms of sci-fi and fandoms of fantasy but you know a lot of times they're very separate worlds but this is fun. Let's have a well, mix a little. About it was if you had a modern day cult of the dead, they're probably not just like guys that are running around in like robes that look like monks that have you know big books with the eyeballs on. <laughs> That's the like olden days cult of the dead. They would be like men in black now. They would yeah. have technology and they would have helicopters and well yeah oh that's a good point yeah well and how quickly we've advanced in technology then and so many ways that technology can be used to kill or to maim or to do destructive forces Mm -hmm. so that a cult would latch onto that as like their weapons to bring about the end of the world or the crisis that they want do they have special powers of their own though or are they like just the only powers that they have is what they can get from nurgle from the underworld so like um the dagger that the bad guy has Mm -hmm. does he even have a name i mean i think (laughs) Like the asshole the whole time. I think so. <laughs> douche canoe. Douche canoe. Douche canoe. He's the douche canoe. <laughs> Did you run it on a canoe? Keep that guy an actual name. <laughs> I think it is douche canoe. I think it's just douche canoe. I think you only reference douche canoe. Yeah, shadow powers to it but he himself doesn't because all of all of my mythology is based off of sumerian mythology mm. which is like wackadoodle i don't I, why why i couldn't pick greek gods instead <laughs> oh 
<laughs> but in Sumerian mythology, they re- there really was cults of different priests, uh, different um, deities. So there were priestesses and priests and things like that, but they were just normal people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I think the cult would have continued to develop. There was a cult that worshipped Nurgle mm-hmm. 10,000 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they're still around. Oh. They could be. Okay. And they become the men in black. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I mean, except they had kept shooting the dragons. I didn't like that. Yeah, but, I didn't like know. that either. Except for that part. <laughs> except for all that. The part where they're the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept sucking away people's souls. Yeah, they were just all out of assholes. That wasn't cool. How that turned out. <laughs> Do you plan on incorporating any other type of magical creature or supernatural creature? You've got the dragons, the quote-unquote gnomes, and the wolves. Which I, by the way, we haven't really had a book where <clears throat> we had two different type of creatures that were fighting side by side together so that was really interesting and really cool i loved that that's how i wanted to be able to mix the world so the the black dragon brotherhood has basically decided to base themselves out of my made-up supernatural town of rogue new york Mm -hmm. where the wolves are based out of which the wolves aren't that happy about that but whatever (laughs) (laughs) well no they want to be in colorado (laughs) right (laughs) the woods and I, I do have a few other supernatural beings in the series already. Um, so one of the important storylines from this one is uh, Yvain and Jet. Yvain so is the, the one that saved Neo from hell in the first place. I'm not going to spoiler alert that one if you haven't read Defy Me, but she is a different kind of supernatural being. She is not a wolf. She is not a dragon. She is a shifter, kind of. Hmm. You remember um, from the book? She's in Defy Me. It's, uh, and, um, <laughs> they tell us what at the end, right? Yeah, we find out what she is in this in Tamed. Yes. I don't remember. Whispered in my ear. Oh, yes! <laughs> If that made it on, I'll take it out. One of my all-time favorite secrets because she didn't know what she was either. Okay. And I I have plans for them. Nice. Nice. Well, good. Um, and then uh, you don't you don't get to see them in this book. You see Cage for a minute in this book, but Cage and Azzy, Azzy is a mermaid. Oh. She is, uh, she's in, she first appears real early on in the Dragon Loves Curve series. She's in Bite Me when they go down to hell um, because, um... That one's the water dragons, and so he's hanging out with mermaids. Water dragons. Right, wa- the water dragons. Kai so from New Zealand. We, <laughs> we have two. <laughs> like, like, she's writing this down, and I'm like, oh, we can't fit all this. But then you said mermaid, and I was like, oh, we gotta uh, read that Right down the mermaid. What's <laughs> in this one? No, the mermaid's big book is uh, called Cage Me, um, and then they have a follow-up novella called Baby Me, where mm. there's maybe babies. <laughs> Um, but Cage and Azzy are sort of kind of the king and queen of the dragon world now and she's a mermaid nice okay we haven't really come across a mermaid story that has really pulled us in yet We've been disappointed by two mermaids. For the two, the two that we've had. So, and <laughs> so we, we love, yeah, good we, mermaids. We love mermaids. Who doesn't love mermaids, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I'm so. with you. Well, hopefully you guys will like Cage Me when you get there. Yeah. Awesome. We will. All right. Should we do our kiss and tell? Let's do our kiss and tell. Okay. So, in the beginning, Katie has this whole, you know, concept that he is an alien. He's crash landed his dragon looking spaceship and he was inside of it. 
And so the whole time she's thinking she's found an alien and these are the men in black come to take it away. And he's either some kind of lizard spaceman because he's got, she can't see some of his scales. And he keeps telling her he's not. He keeps telling her she's a witch. <laughs> And that he's a dragon, and she's just like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> so, what would you have a harder time believing? Fantasy things like dragons, or sci-fi things like aliens? What's easier to believe? I honestly think sci-fi aliens are probably more probable than dragons. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my dragons, but probably there's actually aliens out there somewhere. Well, we did have a book where the aliens were dragons. They were literally, they had spaceships. Yeah, that's Sissy Smith. Her her, her dragons live on a different world and they travel in space. And the Swedish dragons do that too. The dragons of Zolara, they're from outer space as well. Okay. So it could be. So the aliens could be dragons. Space dragons. Probably that's going to (laughs) happen. Space dragons. I agree, though. I think it would, like, I think, especially just with the way conspiracy theories are and, like, how easy they, like, manip- you know, like, spread, you know, through society, it would just be a lot easier to be like, yeah, that's an alien. That's fine. But I think if faced with actual magic, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, it's part of why I could have Katie hold out as long as she did with not believing that there was going to be dragons and magic because that's kind of how I feel. Probably there's not. <laughs> And I think it also has maybe something to do with what we have grown up understanding or knowing or been taught on TV and things. I mean, my mom could swear to me that there's such things as mermaids. You know, she's like, I've seen them off the coast of Cambodia. I'm like, no, you haven't. Those are dolphins. Or like, like my mom has told me that her dad has said he's seen dragons. And I'm like, also not true. That was probably a pterodactyl. And like, it's just like, you know, so I think it depends on where you're coming. My family's from Cambodia. So they believe in those, the folk tales and things like that. So I think we're a little bit maybe indoctrinated to think that aliens are real because of everything that we have known and understood. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I want to believe in the fairy tales more, but I'm with you guys. I think the aliens. I want more magic probably. way yeah. more than I want way more. Yeah, way more. <laughs> because I want to be magical. Yes. I want to have sparkly, sexy times with my magic. <laughs> I'm gonna take poppers into the bedroom. <laughs> Awesome. He's never gonna want to have sex with me again. That would be, especially if you did not know that was coming, that would be terrifying. <laughs> Kalina, Kalina, I need your help. I don't know how to do CPR. Come, come over. No, I'm calling 911. You don't need me. You need someone else. Let's just get real dangerous. Poor Dan. Poor Dan. He does not know what's coming for him. <laughs> Sparkly sex magic. Oh my god, I'm so hot. I'm sorry, we could open a window, no, but that's so no, windy. I know, but I'm because I'm I'm laughing so much. Yeah, we're having a good time. This is this is this is all right. Well, I right. shit. I think that was the first time we went through like everything. We actually got all of our <laughs> we got all of our topics questions. done. We're like we're good. Well, I've got one for you. Oh, I mean, sure. The reason why why did we talk about familiars at the beginning of the book? Oh, yeah, that's true. We haven't <gasps> gone back to Percy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to talk. About, I loved Percy. I just first off, I had a hedgehog growing up. And so I was already on board when she had a hedgehog. I was like, they're great pets. They're fantastic. 
But then when he comes running out as a naked human and sits on her lap. That was my favorite part in the whole book. I lost it. My kids are looking at me like... And I'm like, shit, I'm reading. I'm reading. Because if you were a pet your entire life and then all of a sudden you were a human, your behaviors are not going to change right away. Of course you're going to go sit in her lap. I want you to pet me and I will sit in your lap. It's like, you need to rub my belly? Yes. She's like, nah, I'm okay. That's brilliant. That was super good. Fucking brilliant. How long has she had Percy? Do we have Uh, an idea? She doesn't actually know. Oh, okay. doesn't Katie's a lot older than she knows she is I know that's not revealed in the book but Mm -hmm. it will come about in time Katie's much older than she knows she is so she does not remember as much from when she was uh, young as was there so she's had Percy a long time okay she just doesn't know how long that is she thinks it's since late childhood okay but even so she should be suspicious about his age yeah boy they don't live that long survived that long No, the two, yeah, Percy and Herbie were just super fun and, like, great additions. Like, a woman has a familiar in a broom that she doesn't know about, but she has them anyway, which really indicates that she's a witch. I love, like, she shows up at the gnomes and they're like, you flew in here on a broom with a familiar of kosher witch. And she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, my what? Yes. I know exactly what kind of truck you're talking about. I think I saw it on the road here. With, like, the red and the white. Yeah. The older, boxy, yeah. Yes, 100%. Of everyone in Colorado has seen that truck. Yep. Everyone, yeah, for sure. Um, Herbie is named Herbie in honor of my mom, who was a... I, she, we were both born in Nebraska, but I never lived there. But my mom was a born and raised Nebraskan. And the Nebraska Cornhuskers are life if you grow up in Nebraska. There's only two things to do in Nebraska, and it's corn and football. Um, yeah. And the Nebraska Cornhuskers mascot's name is Herbie. Oh. Red and white. Nice. Thus, Herbie the Broom. Thus, Herbie the Broom. (laughs) And he became a tank at one point? Yes. (laughs) Became whatever you want him to be. (laughs) All the dragons were like, we need a Herbie. (laughs) (laughs) Where can I get? Yeah. Where can I get one of those? Get a Herbie. Very useful. So useful. I want a Herbie. Yeah. Yeah. If you you go back and read the alternate universe that is Touch of Fate, Herbie at one point is also a spaceship. Oh. Wow. I'm going to need a spreadsheet. Any sort of transportation is what Herbie. <laughs> that is so cool. I love it. Mm-hmm. I want a hedgehog now. I think you guys should have a hedgehog. Were they good pets? Yeah. I mean, he's pokey. <laughs> what was his name? Was it pokey? No, Henry. Henry. Henry the hedgehog. Uh, there was a point in time where my brother named everything Henry for probably about three years. <laughs> It was just literally like random things outside, things at the zoo. Oh, was that when he was learning how to talk? Or no, he, he was, was not that young. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think he was like eight or nine. It was for like two or three years. Yeah. Was, oh my god. Yeah. No, it wasn't. He wasn't that little. Oh jeez. But yeah, everything was was Henry. Now I want Harry. Harry. Everything was Harry. Sorry, I even got my own story. <laughs> Something like that. No, he was Harry the Hedgehog. And it turned out Harry was a girl. 
<laughs> so we named her oh, Harriet. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. Did you ask the question about the familiar? No, oh, just okay. To come back to it. Just to come back. Because okay. we didn't come back to it. She's very. No. That was very thoughtful. No, that was sorry. <laughs> We went whole quickie we, we about familiars, and then we never talked then, about it again. I help talking about Percy. He's one of my all-time favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Does he get some um, action in the long run? Percy does. So Percy was accidentally turned into a human that was never meant to be for Percy. He was just supposed to be a familiar, a little hedgehog. Ooh. So gotta have story. So all of the books in the Black Dragon Brotherhood are some sort of a. The titles are all something that starts with T. So tamed. The next book is called Tangled, and most of them, they're like power words for my powerful alphas or whatever, but that's not Percy. Percy's my little cinnamon roll hero. Mm-hmm. So Percy's book is coming. It's either three or four, I can't remember, um, and his book is called Tender. Oh, I love it. That's so cute. I'm all for it. And your next one, Tangled, I think comes out in January, right? Yeah, Yeah, actually, this is a great segue into our fun fuck fact, which is where you take the moment to go ahead and talk about what work you're doing, any books that you're, you know, that's coming out next or anything else that you want to share. Super fun. So um, I'm working on a million things all of the time, always. (laughs) I have way too many stories in my head. So also... I'm what's known as a cover hoarder. I buy covers and then I have to write books to go with them. Covers. But coming up in, in Paranormal in November, I'm releasing Hungry Wolf, which is the fourth book in the Alpha Wolves Want Curve series. I'm currently writing it live with my Facebook group every Tuesday night. Um, although at the end of October, I'll have to take over and finish the book so that we can actually release it in November because we're only about halfway done. But I've had a blast doing that with the Amazeballs Facebook group because lots and lots of giggles. They've been dying for us to get to the sexy times. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been fun. So that comes out in November, right before Thanksgiving. And then uh, December, I'm doing a couple of holiday shorts. So just had a holiday short come out in the Jingle Balls anthology, um, and that is contemporary. Um, And so I'll do that with Rejoice from the Curvy Seduction Saga, and then a brand new short story in the contemporary series for the holidays. So that'll be a little holiday box set for December. Then January will be tamed, and then we'll see where we go from there, but I'm probably alternating dragons and wolves for a while. But then after that, it's Curvy Girls and Vampires. (gasps) <gasps> Yay! <laughs> You've been missing vampires. I've been missing vampires. We've done a lot of dragons lately, and I need myself a vampire. I've got two vampire series coming out. One that wraps out of my world. Um, I have the first vampire. Um, so his story, I probably won't start working on him until the fall, but that'll be a trilogy. But I've teamed up with rom-com author Anna Michaels, and we are doing James Bond vampires. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. The plan was to put the first book out in November because we want to put the book out at the same time as the new James Bond movie. But they keep moving the James Bond movie. So you have to wait until April for that one. All right. This COVID stuff's really gotten everything. No, Corona Apocalypse. Blame Corona Apocalypse. It totally is. No James Bond vampires yet, but there will be. The first book in the series is... We've played off of all of the James Bond movie titles. Mm-hmm. So the first is called Vampires Are Forever. Nice. Oh, that That's sounds really like exciting. so much fun. That Facebook group that you have is called Amazeballs? Yeah. So my Facebook group is 80s Amazeballs. 
Hades and Mazeballs. And is it just for authors? No, this one's my reader group. Your reader group. So your yeah. readers are helping you write this book. Yeah. That's it's fun. super fun. That's it's neat. Super, yeah. You will see me on there. Yeah. <laughs> Every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time, we write live. That's amazing. That so I bring fun. up my screen and we're on, I think, chapter nine right now. We only usually write about 500-ish words because 90% of the time is giggling. Sure. But, you know... <laughs> That's awesome. So we'll finish up Hungry Wolf and then I'll have to, I'll put a poll out into Amazeballs. I have covers for books that I don't have a story for yet. And so we'll pick what the next one will start after November. It might be a contemporary this time, but I have a superhero book that I've been thinking about writing. (laughs) Mm, Nice. Yeah. So it's super fun. So come join 80s Amazeballs. It's for my readers and uh, we have a blast with that. But I also have, if you are somebody who cannot wait for the next book, I have a Patreon where as I write my books, I post the chapters the second I finish them. Wow. So you can read the whole book before it even comes out. Whoa. So that's patreon.com slash 80 award. That's cool. That's super fun. And so many people are like, I need to know what happened. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's really. I don't. If I know a book's going to be a cliffhanger, I won't read it until the next book is out. Because I'm like, I can't, you can't cliffhang me. I won't allow it. started it yet but i have a surprise for the dragons love curves fans that series ended in june the but the final but grand finale book is um slay me with match and fallon but prize christmas novella is coming soon and i'm writing it live for the patreon chapter yay, by chapter yay i finish the chapters that's sweet fantastic it'll come out in november or december because i'm not done with it but sure because <laughs> it was a surprise do you have a website I do, 80award.com. Okay. Easy enough. We easy, will easy, link easy. to that. All social media, I'm just at 80award. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty much everywhere. Awesome. Goodreads, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all of the places. All of those. Yes. <laughs> We'll make it easy. We're the same way. So, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, get them all the same. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's super fun to talk with readers about books. I could do it all day. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we love your books and we're super thank happy. You. And yeah, some maybe maybe a vampire book in the future. We'll come I back and do a vampires. <laughs> They're not even my favorite. I just miss them. I know you guys are also fans of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. in production now. Oh <gasps> yay! Very excited. It will be the first time that I get an audiobook out like close-ish to the release of the actual book. Yeah. Uh, I'm having all the wolf books made into audiobooks right now. Dirty Wolf is out. Uh not wolf and kinky wolf coming soon but tamed is in production already awesome nice congratulations i'm excited Stephanie rose is my female narrator kurt bonham is my male narrator and they are delicious nice we love the dull narrators yeah Mm -hmm. although to be honest i don't love duets where they read the dialogue have you listened to one of them yes they can be very hard if they're done really really well they're fantastic yeah yeah but if they're not it's, I, jar. it's jarring I, I like them if they are done really well i've only heard one and the one that i heard i like i mm-hmm. think we actually did one that we yeah. did not like <laughs> did we yeah. okay i don't remember i remember liking it <laughs> okay i, don't. I like full cast yeah, full cast is fun, but also very 
expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's usually for like the books like Dracula that doesn't have a yes. you know copyright anymore. Yeah. So they can just like whoever wants to spend the money to get the full cast to yes. sell the book. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to put audiobooks out as fast as I possibly can because as how I like to read is via audiobook. Yeah, Word. we love them. Yes, but we also enjoy taking the time. Yes, to do an ebook every once in a while. So, mm-hmm. well. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so, so much. And yeah, so when this episode comes up, we'll let you know. Yeah. It'll be the 21st. Yeah. Which is, I mean, your turnaround time is real good. Usually it's months in between, so. (laughs) Exciting. Thank you so much. So we'll catch you later. Thanks and have a good day. All right. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Bye bye. So, yeah, guys. That was us with 80. Thank you so much for joining us, 80, if you are listening. And for everybody else, that was amazing. And go read Tamed and all of the other stuff that 80's got yes. up. And we'll share all of her stuff with this episode. So now we're going to rate and review. Or just rate. I guess we already reviewed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we just reviewed it for the past hour. Oh, my God. I like my voice is starting to get I know. <laughs> laughing too much and talking too much. Okay. Well, I don't think there's any question that the sex in this book is uh, scorching. Mm-hmm. It is super good. So I think that's a, easily a 10. And I will give the writing a 9 because I really fucking loved it. Yeah. I scared my boys sometimes when I would just like it'd be silent and then all of a sudden I'd be like and just start oh your house is gonna blow away guys I think the tornado's coming and I'm gonna end up not in Kansas anymore yeah you're gonna be around my people the munchkins whoa okay that's intense this is crazy all right it's kind of calm down okay calm down (laughs) universe Please. Yes, you scared your boys. Oh yeah, yeah. No, because I cackle like a crazy, <laughs> <laughs> like a crazy witch who just read something funny. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would say the same. I oh, would agree. Yeah. I would that agree was with that. So good. Yeah. I, the first night, I was just gonna read like a third of it. I was trying to hit around you know like thirty percent, and that was at the very beginning of the sex scene. <laughs> and I was like, well, Duh. obviously, I'm not stopping no. now. Like all the way up to like forty six percent was the. Yes. So it took like sixteen <laughs> percent of the book is just the first sex scene, and it's so good. <laughs> It's so good. I was just like, I gotta keep reading this. I mean, well, there's dialogue, and they yeah. stop to talk about some stuff like her being with shit. But still, <laughs> it starts off with sexy pieces, and it's like, yeah, sixteen percent before you're yes. done with sexy. Dialogue. Yep, and you're like, oh well, <laughs> no, I'm more than halfway done. <laughs> yeah, you can't blue balls yourself. You have to finish it. No, I'm not gonna there's stop. No it way. Yeah. Totally. All right. Well, thank you. We've really enjoyed getting to talk with authors the past couple of books, and we might have some more for you in the future. Mm -hmm. If you like our interview episodes, stay tuned. (laughs) We're going to do as many as we can when the opportunity arises. Mm -hmm. But um, our next book is going to be Desire Unchained. We had a request for this on our Podbean. On our Podbean 
page. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the first book in the Demonica series by Larissa. I own a couple of episodes. Well, it was, a, it was, I would say, at least a year ago. It was at least a year ago. Maybe yeah, it might have been even first year. We don't know. Time. Um, I don't remember. Time and math. <laughs> math and time. Look, it was a while ago, guys. But, um, yeah, we got this request to, to review the second book, and we're like, yeah, we liked that book. Um, it was episode 15, Holy guys. shit. That was 2017. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, 18. 18. Math. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, episode 15. And so, we're going to be coming back with episode 70 will be book two in that series. Yeah. Desire Unchained. Yes. By Larissa Ione. So, hopefully, it's everything you wanted it to be. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> that would be a bummer. That would that would be. Well, hopefully she comes back and be like, and then? And then. Well, we'll start this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So, yep. In the meantime, please, like, hey, we love hearing from you guys and hearing if you have a specific book you want us to read or another series or if we haven't gone back and finished the series you think we should finish. Please let us know. You can reach us on all social media at shdirtybooks, or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it's sh with three H's. And you can visit our website at shdirtybooks.com and find us on most podcast platforms. And um, thank you, Jim Tazen, for the music. A quick shout out to you there, sir. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks. This is Kalina. And this is Selat. Bye. Bye. Listening to sh- reading dirty books with Galena and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode. With some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.